The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. This episode of Datable is brought to you by Scoot, shared electric scooters you can ride anywhere in San Francisco. Datable listeners get a special deal, $10 for three hours of scooting. Sign up at scoot.co forward slash dateable or use the code HOTDATE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Datable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. 
you know, it's I'm going through puberty, so my voice is still changing as we keep doing these episodes. But I'm still here. But Michael, your voice sounds the same. You're so consistent. Ah, oh, thank you. I love my consistency. And yeah, uh, UA is going through puberty. She, uh, but she's she's looking great. She got really tall all of a sudden. So it's good, guys. It's good for you. So on each episode, we dissect a dating story from a SF resident. And today we have a guest named Katie. Katie. Hi. Hi, Katie. What's your dating story? Well, it starts in 2010. I had just moved to the city from Alabama, and I thought I would give dating a try online. And I was really not having much luck, and so I decided to close out my account. And before I did, I got a message from this one particular guy. And I thought, oh, he seems interesting, so I just gave him my number and told him I was closing my account. And so fast forward maybe a week or so and we had started texting and talking conversation was great um, and we had an amazing first date uh, we went to a dive bar in the mission and it really it was a date that lasted maybe eight hours I was not expecting that so it was just really awesome um, so I really liked him and then we continued to see each other for about two months but from the beginning I knew he was going to be leaving to go on this extravagant adventure hiking uh, in Asia. We had a really fun relationship. I met his friends, he met my friends. You know, my birthday came and went through that time and he was so thoughtful that he bought tickets to a concert that was sold out that I had just kind of mentioned in passing. So he was very uh, attentive. I mean, he was wonderful. A week before his trip, he mentioned, hey, you should take the day off that I come back which is a month later, and we'll hang out, we'll catch up, it'll be great to see you, and I was so excited, I was like, okay, sure. A month goes by, I never heard from him, which I knew I wouldn't, and uh, the day comes where he flies home, never hear from him, no text, no email, nothing, and I thought, I hope he's okay. Uh, and so I even looked up his flight info, he had landed, it was fine, and I had met his roommate at the time and reached out to him and was like, hey, did um, Brad make it back okay? And his roommate said, yeah, he's fine. And so I took that as, well, maybe he needs, you know, he's tired, he's exhausted. A day goes by, several days go by, I had texted. Uh, nothing and weeks go by and I'm just like you know really confused uh, I'd never had that happen so two months go by and by that time all my friends are like delete him don't talk to him you're too good for him um, I had deleted him from my phone and uh, he reaches out it was right, right around like I want to think close to Valentine's Day and uh, I really didn't know who it was because I deleted him and he was just saying I would like to get together I apologize for what happened and I was like you know that's not cool what happened and he just said he was going through a tough time and then I met somebody else dated him for about two years and then that ended and then Brad reached out to me again two years Ooh. later and I was so bored by that wow. uh, and so he wanted to meet and I thought, you know, why not? And so I met him for drinks. And again, it was like an amazing 
amazing night where we had, I mean, we talked nonstop for like five or six hours. And he was, he, he did say, he's like, you know, I think I made a mistake. I apologize. You know, I would like, I'd like to give it another try. And I was like, okay. And so he even made plans. He's like, this, this weekend get together. And then I never heard from him again. Damn. I was just like, okay. And I told my a, a close girlfriend of mine, and she had known she's known the whole story all along, and she just shook her head. And she just kind of laughed. She's like, "Oh, that's so typical of him." And then, um, I mean, life goes on. I met somebody that I'm now with, and things are wonderful. But now, kind of going through this story, I did look on Facebook just to see what he was up to because I have not thought about him, and he's still single in San Francisco. Is he the type of guy that will? never settle down. Michael, I want to hear your perspective. What do you think happened? Well, I actually had a, I had a couple questions. Like, did he say, like, what happened? He said he really liked me, and he kind of got scared, but he hinted around that he was going through a dark time in his life after his trip. And so I don't know if he was going through a depression or what it was, but he completely said he shut himself out from all his friends. Do you think the fact that you knew that he was going, that he was going to leave, kind of made it a, a little more exciting or it might have changed it up a little bit for you? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I think, see, I'm very attracted to adventurous people. And so knowing that he was going on this fabulous trip did attract me more because I thought this guy, wow. he is living life. It's such an interesting point because I know personally I've experienced that I'm about to leave, so let's kind of go into it phase where I remember I was dating this girl and uh, I, I I wasn't ready for a relationship at that moment, but we were just hanging out and, you know, she said that, oh, you know, I, I want more. And I was like, oh, you know what, that's not where I'm at. And so let's just end it, which was fine. We didn't do anything. And then I find out that she's moving to L.A. and in like a week. And so she's like, can I come over tonight? So there's, uh, that's like the, just one example of the several times I've heard people talking about um, this heightened feeling, this heightened experience right before leaving. And I think it just gets both parties yeah. really excited. What did you think about meeting of the friends? I feel like that's kind of like a big step when you're kind of dating someone, like bringing them into your social circle. But yeah, I think that's a big step, especially... In San Francisco. When we start meeting friends and all that, you start seeing the person in a whole nother light. I think some people tend to jump the gun because I don't know about you guys. I put a lot of weight into introducing someone to my friends and also being introduced to his friends. And when that does happen, it makes me put more weight into the relationship. And some people tend to jump the gun because they want to think that this is something real when it's not fully matured to that level yet. So in your case, Katie, I have two conflicting theories about what was happening. One is he's very emotionally immature and he felt that he was an interesting person to you because of his nomadic lifestyle. He was about to leave. He had this crazy adventure he was going on. And when he came back, he probably had nothing that he thought would be entertaining to you anymore. So his, in his mind, he had a lot of insecurities about his self-worth, his self-identity. My other theory is, which is a very simple theory, 
I always hear if a guy wants something, he'll go get it and he'll do whatever he can to get it. So the other theory is maybe he just didn't want it that bad. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, maybe he thought he did, but he just didn't like you weren't the one that he was going to sacrifice all for to chase after. I do know if I ever saw him out in the city, I would be nothing but nice to him and he would probably be very, very friendly. Um, so on the yeah, surface, you would be very, very nice, but inside, how would you be feeling? I think that boat has sailed, but he does have some characteristics that make him appealing. I mean, he's very charismatic, but if I saw him, I, I do think I'd be a bit shocked because I haven't seen him in two, well, now it's been about almost three years, it was almost three years ago. Can I add something from the producer's perspective? Producer yeah. Julie, yes. <laughs> So my opinion, like going off of UA's two thoughts on this guy, right? Like I think even if he, let's say hypothetically he wasn't that into it, which we don't really know what's going on, I guess it, it's kind of irrelevant in my opinion to this story. Like he should have had the decency. Like it's not like you had like one date with this guy. Like you were in a relationship with him. You were pretty connected for two, three months. I feel like he owed it to you to have a conversation. Oh, the I ghosted it doesn't even really matter why it's disrespectful and it's just not very mature was there anything that you saw when you first started talking to him that might have given you a hint that that would be part of his personality like something that maybe you're like oh it's not a big deal but looking back it's like oh well that now makes more sense no clue I mean no not at all because the way the relationship was, he I lived in at the time in like Pack Heights, and he was in the Mission. And when I would go over to his place and hang out and watch TV, instead of driving me home or me calling a cab, he would literally call my cab and give it was this was like before Uber and give the cab money to take me home. And I mean, such a gentleman, like he was so thoughtful and like, I'd never had that happen before. Um, so he, it was like, he was like hitting all the signs of he's interested and this is going somewhere. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam. Well, I will say like every, and there's like a theory that like for every good trait, there's like the opposite that comes from it. Like when you're like really ambitious and, ambitious and driven, the downside is that someone could be a workaholic, for example. But you said one of the things that you really admired about this guy was that he was, like, adventurous and kind of, like, a yeah. soul that way. And then, like, I feel like the flip of that, it's, like, someone that may be all over the place. Flaky, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if we're I – don't, I don't know if I agree with you because I don't know – like, I, I, I can't imagine someone who just is trying to do really well has all the equivalency of also not doing so good. You know what I mean? Like, the idea that, you know, people would, would put in – all their energy to do something right, to do something bad, but then they have to have the equivalency of something bad. I, I don't know if I believe in too much of that, that the opposites right there. I, I just feel like we don't know the full story because I'm more curious about what is this dark period in, in his life that he's going through. I have friends with some serious depression issues that you would never know on the surface level. And they have these healthy relationships until they get in these depressed modes and they can't dig themselves out of it. And they don't know how to ask for help because they really feel like it's an outer body experience. So sometimes I kind of think we don't know the full story. And I do think that he owes you some sort of explanation or at least just sort of the respect to say, hey, I, I'm going through something still. But 
we do have to take into account that there is a part of the story we don't know, and it could be something that's out of his control. And another like possibility too, just another plausible theory is that he just might have been trying really hard at the beginning, and it just wasn't something that he knew he could sustain. Hmm. Like yeah. trying to do the best first impression ever, but knew like I am not going to be able to call every cab that she's going to take <laughs> and pay for it. And have him stop off at a flower store and there be a dozen roses right by the flower store that she's driving by. You know, it's probably just, that might be another thing. There's no way I could keep this up. Like, I can't be this guy in this relationship. I meet these guys all the time. They really want to be that great boyfriend. And when they meet a great girl, they have such an amazing connection. They want to be the perfect boyfriend for that girl. But they know that they can't physically sustain it and mentally sustain it. So that's when they ghost or that's when they peace out because they're like, it's just mentally exhausting for them. Although the girl did not ask for this or did not you know, request this at all because these guys are doing it voluntarily. They're like, this girl deserves my best self. In their minds, they're like, I just can't physically and mentally sustain this. I know a couple of guys or quite a few guys that have talked about how they are hesitant to go out on dates because a they feel like they can't afford they can't afford a girlfriend right now two mm. they feel like they're very busy but they still have time but they don't feel like it's a lot of uh, time that they could devote to someone and i don't know i just i keep hearing like when i hear that i just think excuses because at the end of the day if you really wanted to go out and meet someone if you really wanted to date someone you could do that you can just go walk and have coffee and that would be a beautiful date if you're walking by the Embarcadero. But I think it just, it's just a telling sign of someone who's not at a good place in their life, who's not secure in who they are and happy at whatever place they're at. So therefore, they can not provide a healthy environment for a relationship. It would have been great to have heard that he just wasn't into a, interested in a relationship. I think so, so many people want that, where they're like, listen, just, it feels like so many people want the truth, but then so many people are afraid of telling the truth. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. I wonder what that we could do to break that cycle. There was a guy I did go out with years later, separate story. We went out like twice, and then he wasn't feeling it, and he totally called me and just said, hey, I don't think this is a fit. Good luck. And I bragged about that guy to all my friends. I was like, listen to that. <laughs> he was honest and, like, broke up with me, and they're like, you're happy. And I was like, but he, like, told me and, like, told me, like, it's just so, like, commendable. The shame is that that was a big deal. Yeah, for me. Like, the fact that that was such a big yeah, – I'm sure for many people. I'm, the fact that that was such a, a big deal and, you know, it's it's kind of like just the basics, people. So, you guys, instead of doing question of the day, I want to do something a little bit different. Let's do a little role play. Let's pretend – Wait, 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 wait. Who's – you want me to put on my bunny suit or my – No, gross. Why? <laughs> Keep your bunny suit to yourself, you perv. Let's do a role play. I want Michael to play Brad. And Katie, I want you to treat him as some Brad. We just brought him on the show. We're like, hey, it's been years now. This is what's happened. Okay, now's your chance to say everything you want to say to Brad. Go. Before that, what's my motivation? Just channel Brad. Hold on, I need, I'll be back in a month. 
and then I just won't talk to anyone. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Well, Brad, you can say hi to Katie. Brad, you know Katie. Yeah, Katie. It's it's been a while. Hi. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I just got back from this trip. I was in Turkey and uh the food and the culture was so much fun. I I had a blast. I don't even know where to go right now. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I'll push some buttons. I'll push some buttons. You, you know, I had a moment while I was dancing in Turkey and I kind of thought about you for a little oh, bit God. and I w- what? What was what was that? I you know, I just thought of you and I was just curious if, you know, it's funny that we met up again, but what do you think if I if I took you out on a date? You know, I could, I learned of a great turkey restaurant around here on Geary. Brad, this has happened several times. Maybe you don't know what you want. I hope you're well, but I'm in a relationship now. Oh, you're in a relationship? Congratulations. Listen, you know what's cool about San Francisco that I learned? Relationships don't really last, so... <laughs> You know, you're probably feeling a little hurt right now, and that's okay. I'm sure he, you know, listen, I got enlightened. I am now an enlightened man. I know what I want, and I remember the two months that we had together was phenomenal. So, it's just for coffee, you know, we can walk around the Embarcadero. I heard that's a great place to walk. Come on, just just to, just to catch up. Uh, I think I'm busy. Brad, get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, is this, is this UA? I've heard a lot about you. Hey, listen, look, look, I, I, UA. I just listen. I just got back from Turkey. I think oh, I could share a lot with you. You know, I, I don't know about you, but Powell Street. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And Brad, hang up, Brad. It's over. The show is over. We're gonna wrap this up. See you never. Let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, Katie, for sharing your story. And we're very happy you're in, a, you're, in a, you're in a great, healthy relationship now. So, congrats. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, girl, you, now you know what to do. Now I know what to do. <laughs> Don't forget to submit your stories. And remember, you can always be anonymous. We want to save all parties, all innocent. And I think, uh, Yuri, there's a couple extra words that I'm missing. Stay dateable. Make a great first impression and plan your next date on a scoot to zip around the city. Sure, having someone pay your cab every time is romantic, but it can totally break the bank. Plus, if the date goes sour, you have your own scoop so you can just ditch them and go find your friends. Dateable listeners get a special $10 membership, which includes three hours of scooting. Just use the code HOTDATE or visit scoot.co forward slash dateable. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. Mm-hmm.